Android Heroes. Well, alright, people. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. I'm gonna find you. Every time I read this title or hear this title, that's all I think of is that Fuji song. But hello, welcome back to another episode of Celluloid Heroes. My name is Sean Shapiro. And I'm Stephen Fine. And this week, we're talking about Ready or Not, the new horror comedy from directors Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillett from a screenplay by Guy Busick and R. Christopher Murray. Never heard of any of these people before, but... Um, Seems like this is, I guess, their coming out party with Ready or Not here. Um, this horror comedy starring Samara Weaving, the um, niece of Hugo Weaving, Adam Brody, little um, Seth Cohen in there for you. Seth Cohen makes a return. <laughs> little Henry Zerny. Yes. A little wait to talk about Henry Zerny. A little uh, Kittredge in there for the people. Um, <laughs> if anybody's paying attention to the, the you know, his his career. Mission no Impossible. <laughs> we, we, we haven't seen him in a mainstream movie since Mission Impossible. No, we haven't. But it's uh, nice to see him in there. It's yeah. nice to always see and his then, face. And uh, then Andy McDowell. Yeah, Andy McDowell, a classic actor, you know, from, from our childhood, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if you love fucking Groundhog Day, exactly. if you love, um, you know, And then you find Michael. Sex Lie and Videotape. And, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. That's a, a treasure bundle right there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, she's The beginning uh, of Soderbergh. Amazing in that. It's the beginning of her career, really. Little Michael, John Travolta? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was, she had her time there for a while. And Unfortunately, then, like, <laughs> I think Michael ended it for me. <laughs> I can't, that can't was remember it? watching more Andy McDowell movies after Michael. I don't, yeah, she somehow disappeared for a while. She's probably been working, obviously, but uh, I don't really know what she's She was in doing. Magic Mike 2, which I didn't see. No, we didn't see that, even though we She was in it. something, though, recently. Magic Mike. Was she? Pulling the research. Let's see. All right, let's go a little Andy McDowell. Where has she been? What's she been doing? Wow, a lot of other... Wow, she's been working. TV. Jeez, uh, a lot of TV. Um, nothing that I've really heard of. Only The Brave. You know, that, that um, firefighter. firefighter movie with a lot of really good actors. I heard it was a good movie. We need to see it. But yeah, a lot of just different, I guess, smaller movies. But um, strangely enough, she's been really steadily working. Well, good. But good for I'm her, yeah. She's staying busy, keeping her uh, instrument tuned. <laughs> yeah, and she came here for Ready or Not. And, she uh, brings it. Oh, yeah. She brings her Andy McDowell you know, prowess, her you know history there. So it's nice to see her. But yeah, with Ready or Not, we decided to watch a movie that came to mind because of the sort of horror comedy and the sort of family in-law-esque type situation with a movie from 2011 called You're Next, a very uh, a kind of smaller independent movie directed by Adam Wingard and written by Simon Barrett. Uh, they are probably more famous now from doing Blair, the Blair Witch remake, and um, I think they're doing some other stuff. Uh, he's doing, Adam Wingard's doing Kong vs. Godzilla, or Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, well, there you go. So he's, that, he's in that monster. Elevating movie. himself in a certain way there. Um, <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But I mean, we obviously didn't really like Blair Witch. No, no, I, the only movie I think I've liked of his is... Uh, You're next. Yeah, but I mean, I, I did like Elements of the Guest, but... Oh, the Guest, yeah. I didn't like it as much as You're Next. He did, yeah. He did some shorts with like the VHS stuff. Yeah, and ABCs of Death. Yeah, yeah. So he's done some of that. But yeah, he's next to do Godzilla versus Kong. But we'll talk about your next because it has that same sort of category. And interestingly enough, the two actresses that are in this movie, um, they're both these like final 
girls, uh, as it were, in these horror movies. But uh, they're both Australian actresses who are both in the soap opera from Australia, Home and Away. People might recognize them from that, but they were both in that same Australian soap opera, which is funny. But we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about Ready or Not, some horror comedy. You're next right now. believe that in half an hour I will be a part of the Ladomus gaming dynasty empire? Uh, Dominion. We prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing. And then you are officially part of the family. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? And stay hidden till dawn. <laughs> no, thank you. Good luck. All right. Ready or not, here we come. Uh, I guess. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Um, Ready or Not, uh, you know, obviously comes from the uh, song that comes with the game Hide and Seek. Uh, as you play Hide and Seek, after you count down, you go, Ready or Not, here we come to come and find you. As you, I mean, you've played Hide and Seek as a kid. Remember? Of course. As that game. Yes, it's a, it's a fun game. Have you ever um, played with the Tickle Monster trying to find you? Um, if you get found, like, you get tickled. I think you were molested. <laughs> well, the lights were on, so <laughs> oh, that makes everything okay. <laughs> we, we, were, we were fully clothed, Sean. That, that's good. Um, it, it was. Don't stir the audience's <laughs> imagination. That's just what I immediately came to mind. I mean, like you know, the tickle monster. I don't know. Maybe someone was lying to you about the tickle monster. They were just like making some sort of you know fun game out of molestation. I don't really know. Tickling a kid is molestation. Unwantedly, I don't, yeah, it might I be. Don't, I don't, no, you're. I was playing the game, wasn't I? If you said don't tickle me, and the guy's just still tickling, I, would never, you, I knew or, that or, was or that was lady. like what would happen if you get caught. The stakes are higher when you have a tickle. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand what's not to get about that. I mean, it's it's you know like a foot massage. It's a kid. It's, it's a tick- <laughs> Tickling for laughter's sake is nothing like a foot massage. You know, it's, it, the, I'm like, talking, we, it's, it's we not know the end result of foot, it's in foot ballpark. Massage. It's not in the same ballpark. <laughs> they didn't even the same fucking sport. <laughs> uh, okay, that's good. Yeah, no, that that's happens. Where I was going when all you do is think about movies. <laughs> somehow the quotes just interject themselves into conversation. No, yeah, it always does. Um, but radio not so fun. I mean, ready or not, hide and seek is a fun game to play as a kid, and it's an interesting element to put into a horror comedy film. And it's out there. It's like a high concept horror comedy. Here we're talking about like a very sort of out there premise. Packs with the devil. Yeah, that <laughs> the devil's involved. Hide and seek's involved. Gaming's involved. Um, a lot of elements that make billion this dollar corporation dominions are involved. Yeah, I love how he explains they spread to sports teams, and that's how they're a billion dollar corporation. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to know the uh, history of this family and and how they. Oh, you could do a spin off series, <laughs> money and stuff like that. Because three sports teams is a lot for one family. Oh yeah, I mean Jesus, I don't know if even and, and what is Adam Brody running some of them? What, what does Adam Brody do? He's like, um, he's the Kieran Culkin. Of yes. the succession family. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he's yeah. quoting TV, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Adam Brody's in there. He's, he's a little bit, um, yeah, we'll talk about it. But ready or not. Well, yeah, let me just uh, lay out the plot. So the bride 
to be is about to marry into this very wealthy family. She comes from foster homes, apparently. She's yeah. like a kind of uh, stray. It's a very new relationship. They've been engaged a year and a half. Adam Brody comes in as like w- his older brother. Well, there is this pre-scene. There's there is a, a, yeah. is a, is a beginning Prologue. scene uh, that uh, it, it always kind of shows. I feel like a lot of movies do this. A lot of horror movies. Do you definitely. think they filmed that after they filmed the movie and they're like, we're missing something. Let's go back and film this explanation. I don't know. I think that was in the script. I feel like that was part of the structure because it happens in your next two where there's a beginning a scene, yeah, you know, before time. everything else happens and you see there's, okay, there's, there's something awry here that you have to expect mm-hmm. that's going to be happening in this movie. Yeah, I feel like a lot of horror movies have that pre-scene to sort of prepare you for what's going to happen and give you maybe even throw you off a little bit. But this pre-scene shows a family like killing a, a groom-to-be. Like there's this woman who's crying and the family is chasing after this groom's... Well, it's, I it's mean, not, it's not the groom, sorry, the DM. The, the husband, the, the, the yeah, groom, the actual... Already married, after the marriage. Groom. So this uh, family she's <laughs> marrying into, <laughs> this family she's marrying into... Uh, the Ledomas family. Yeah, Ledomas family <laughs> is a billion-dollar corporation, gaming Gaming, whatever that means. So... You basically learn a backstory of their family that they have a ritual, that they have a a tradition that they like to keep, where they play a game. One of the games that's suggested by this box that was made by a benefactor of the family's fortune. What's his name? LaBelle. Yeah. LaBelle's Gambit. Yeah. (laughs) That's the first image of the movie that you see, is LaBelle's Gambit. So the whole fortune of the family is based off a pact they basically made with this devil person. LaBelle. LaBelle. He has one rule that they played this game in one of the games. Every time a new person's brought into the family. And so some people pull a card and they do play checkers or they do play chess or backgammon or... But the only game that like the family hasn't played since that opening scene you saw is hide and seek because... When the bride pulls hide-and-seek, she's hunted down by the entire family with weapons, shotguns, pistols, crossbows, Crossover axes. crossover weapons from your next two, which is funny. Like there's 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 like the same direct correlation weaponry that they use like crossbows and archery, you know, yeah. and actual bows and arrows, which is funny. That is one of the traditions, the hide-and-seek. We see that hide-and-seek at the beginning, but then we are with this new couple, like Samara Weaving, playing this bride who is her name's grace and she is very happy to be married to his family she wants a family all she's wanted was a family and she's been in foster homes her whole life and needs the stability in her life and loves her husband to be alex played by mark o'brien i don't know who have you seen mark o'brien before he is now he's been in halt and catch fire i guess that's the oh, i haven't seen that show biggest thing he's been in so far he's gonna be in marriage story i guess too Oh wow he uh, was i thought he was great Bad Times of the El Royale he was in? Oh, he was in that, wasn't he? Was he the bellhop? Was he the bellhop? He could have been. He was a small I thought part. he was the bellhop. Arrival. He was in Arrival. So, okay. All right. He's, he has some nice credits, but uh, yeah, this was a, a, a sort of- More substantial role. Yeah, definitely. As the husband, as the sort of reluctant son of this family, like he's apparently been away for a while. He's sort of like gotten away from this crazy family and their traditions and everything that goes with it and is now coming a little bit back into the fold to get married to this girl and bring her into the family and has to go through this tradition in order to bring her in. And so the movie starts at the wedding. They get married. It's a great you know ceremony at this amazing, beautiful house and this amazing, beautiful sort of palatial mansion property that they own. And and on their wedding night, they have to play this game. It's the tradition. She hasn't been told any of this, though. She hasn't been told a single thing about this game, this tradition, any of that, to hide her from the truth. Before they get married, right before, 
He tells her. Well, he gives her. He doesn't tell her exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, t- he says there's a tradition that we have where we play a game. No, not before the wedding. He just gives her an out before the wedding. He doesn't tell her what, but doesn't exactly tell her what's going to be going on after the wedding until they have to experience it. Because I feel like, it, well, especially you know, if he told her, then she would be too weirded out before the wedding even to go yeah, through with it. That you have to play this game. That you yeah, have to... it's like what are you going to say beforehand? You have right. to tell her when it happens. After that, she's like, oh, on our wedding night, we have to play this game at midnight. Like I thought we we're going to what are we going to fuck? Or, you know, that's the wedding night. You're They're supposed about to, to have an intimate night with your spouse on. Well, on your wedding night but then they have to play this weird fucking game with all their family it's their the family is there's two sons and a daughter um there's this one crazy daughter who's married to this you know just kind of like broy kind of dude finch mm-hmm. who's kind of like this he's hilarious and they live he's, in paris he's, he's the, he, he he's says like, they come in from de gaulle when, uh, when yeah. he says they came in from de gaulle you're like all right that's this character yeah well it's he's like the um, he's, he's like he's like Shaban's white husband in succession, you know, trying to like fuck with the guy, oh fuck with God. the new, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, person <laughs> a little bit and like act all cool within the family. correlating to succession for you now. It's, it's great. Well, just remind me, it's rich yeah, family, yeah. you know, it's like rich that family, kind of yeah. thing. The dynamics are funny. The tension is like building weird because if you're going to see this movie, you know what you're in for. You've obviously seen the setup. Yeah. So you know what's coming, but it's the it's the family's behaviors that get you so fascinated. And the characters yeah. within are a little bit nuanced, so you can kind of understand where everybody is. Even though they're, if they're a little a little bit caricaturish at times. Well, yeah, I think that's what I like about it is that um, it's like outrageous. Like the but, actors have this kind of star quality and like the way they lose their shit and like go for it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so much fun but, to like take it to that extreme. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to play this game and she draws the game hide and seek from this box that they have to go around. There's a whole ritual. She draws the game hide and seek that hasn't been played since well, 30 years ago, as we had seen, and they have to kill her like by the Before end of the dawn. night yeah, yeah and so like that's the game she hides she doesn't know any of this she just has she thinks oh i'm gonna play hide and seek you know they're yeah, gonna yeah. find me and it's gonna be fun you know whatever but their plan is to kill her before dawn because if they don't kill her before dawn, they will all die. The family will die. That's like the ritual that they believe in if they pull this card. It's a very special card. It's one that is like very unique. And they said family members who played or who have refused to play when they get married have died. Right. So it's like so they have proof. They say that a lose people- lose situation in a way where you either kill your wife or you die yourself, yeah. or you kill your husband or you die yourself. So it's the worst card to pull. Yeah. And they know like it's very little chance, but of course, I mean, yeah, it's our movie. It's going to happen. Yeah. And this is obviously a very fucking high concept, you know, like ridiculous plot yeah, kind you just of thing. Go so you it. have to go with this, that everybody's crazy and this is the thing. This is what's happening. So you have to go with it. And, and I think that the atmosphere and the direction and everything, the acting kind of pulls you in that direction. And that's yeah. a great part of the movie because it, it keeps you there and it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, no. Um, it's just having fun. I mean, the, the way the maids keep dying. Oh, that's that was funny, my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. You know. Those are funny parts of the movie. It's and kind of like a perfect murder mystery dinner party you know <laughs> yeah gone, gone awry yeah gone awry yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. the murder mystery is I mean, kind of like yeah, the mystery to her it's not the mystery to us we know who's gonna die she doesn't but she finds out oh she does and that's when it gets interesting throughout the movie she has to go through so much crazy shit as kind of these heroines do in these horror movies they have to be like maimed and just you know scream in crazy moments and be so sort of physical with their reactions to things and i think samara weaving just pulls it in she does a great job i think yeah. she's really great that's a star making performance she's a great actress yeah. i think she and she she's such a playful person i feel like she's like a very margot robbie-esque obviously yeah, she yeah, looks like margot robbie um, she's but she's got she that star power where it's does, like those yeah. moments hit 
and she is very playful. I love the way that she is so natural yeah. uh, as a person on film, and you wanted to go with her. You liked her from the beginning. Um, right. You didn't have to learn to like her. You liked her. You didn't like the family. That's the thing, Is and she pulled that off really well. You know, I think it's a fun movie. It's nothing like... I don't think groundbreaking or nothing like special. I don't think, I think there are things about it that are fun. And that I think Samara weaving is the most sort of thing that this movie brings out. And I, I think it's for entertainment purposes, very fun, but it's nothing like groundbreaking or something that I'm going to go back to over and over. But I think again, same thing sort of with blinded by the light, it filled its purpose for what it needed to do. And I wasn't blown away by it. I was just satisfied. Yeah. I mean, I, I got exactly what I, wanted out of it, which was a, a good time. I thought the laughs were there. It's a funny script. There were certain times where I didn't buy certain things, but there was enough to buy and there were enough things in there to hang on to that I enjoyed it. What were you not buying? Um, the I mean, ant character. Why are you buy, not buying anything when you're in this movie? Well, that's know? the thing I should be, but the ant character to me, I didn't like her acting. I oh didn't my God. Like, I didn't like the way I thought that she, she was hilarious. portrayed it. I just thought, I, I, I saw it too much. I saw between her acting too much. I thought it was overdone. I thought she was a character of what she was supposed to be. I thought she, you know, I the think woman you tried needed, too hard. You needed a character in that. Yeah, just, but the actress just didn't do it. I don't think she pulled it off. I mean, the daughter who was like, you know, addicted to drugs. Was that, that was fine, though. She was like perfect for her role. I think the aunt, though, felt too much. The yeah. way that she was doing it. I, it wasn't the character, it was the actress. <laughs> it was like, I hate to, she, I hate to single her, that person I out. Her, but I thought her look was so good. The look was fine, but I th the way that she delivered the lines, the way that, that it was a little yeah. you know, too much for me. Um, yeah, in, that yeah, yeah. in those moments. I, I can't say she's the strongest performance. No, but I liked the, the, the rest of the people in it, and they carried I mean, it. What's his name? Hen Henry Zerny. C-Z-E-R-N-Y. Kittredge. <laughs> yeah. He, but the way he freaks out. Oh my God. Oh, I know. He goes like, fuck, fuck. Yeah. When, he, like, <laughs> when he brought that, that's when I was like, yes. Well, that's what makes the movie kind of special in my mind. Are There are moments by these actors and a lot of them have their moments where it's like, oh, they took it there. Right. And that's awesome. Right. Everybody has those things and they work except for the ant character for me. Um, but yeah, the other characters and actors do have those moments and those work really well. Adam Brody? Oh, Adam Brody has great moments. I was just giggling. All the time. Uh, yeah. I mean- I wonder what it would be like if we didn't have the Seth Cohen, you know, reference in our minds to to come to with Adam Brody's character because I feel like if I didn't see that and I saw Adam Brody in this, I'd be like, wow, who the fuck is this guy? Well, he's an older brother. You know? I know, but it seems like he hasn't reached his potential ever, and it seems it's it's sad to this me. This seems like the brim of what could be his potential. It could be. It's just been a while since like he's really, know. you know, did you ever see that movie in the land of oh, women? Yeah. It was terrible. I know. I mean, maybe it was just the movie that was terrible and the, the, it was. the, the I mean, it, writing and stuff, but... It wasn't his, his it fault It was the choice. No, it was, it was his choice, though. Yeah, to, <laughs> and, to make that movie. Yeah. Hey, well, he thought Meg Ryan, you know, he, he always had a crush. He thought he could have a chance. You know? Yeah, he thought he could have a chance. <laughs> he's like, she's not with Dennis anymore. Was it Kristen Stewart, too? Yeah, Kristen Stewart. I, yeah. That, I remember that at that point before I actually started liking her. That was the moment where I was like, this actress is driving me insane. Because there was one move she did in that movie over and over again, which was <laughs> grab the top of her head. And she does it like in yeah. a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a tick she did like 20 times. Somebody probably got her out of that. Some French director probably was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get the head off your head. Olivier. Um, I'll say, I'll say yes, yeah. yeah. That guy's probably like, let's clean this up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, now she's a star. But, but yeah, that movie's terrible. But Adam Brody, <laughs> I think, yeah, he, I mean, he showed up in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which wasn't my favorite. He's like shown up in things. 
But he but never reached his potential, I feel like. And no. that's the thing where it's like in here, he shows those flashes. Yeah. And it's yeah. like he can go deeper. He can have, you know, nuance. And he can it, be a character. Yeah. And you can follow that character. He could be like a great side character. I don't know if he can carry a movie on his own. But I love the dynamics of his character. I thought I that character was really well written just by right. showing that opening scene where well, the two brothers are running together. I feel like in the end, he's the most sympathetic character. He is. <laughs> well, but what about the girl? No, I mean, of course, obviously, yeah, besides yeah. our hero. Well, that's why, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. Everything happens the way it happens. Right, but he has more nuance than even the husband or the groom. Yeah, but I liked the husband. Until a certain point, obviously, but then Yeah, uh, I turns, mean, just, just but, the performance. I thought he gave a consistent yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah, know? he was good. He obviously didn't have too much to do because he was a little bit side, you know, he was put to the side a bunch. Yeah, because but he was I mean, just held like. Held in a room, but explaining it to her, freaking out, trying to get yeah. her to walk through it. Yeah, Mark yeah. O'Brien did a good job there. Um, I think overall, the aesthetic was great. And the production design, I think, yeah. is sort of like the hero of this movie, too. I just loved the production design, the house that they were in, and the way they dressed that up, the way that the doors of the La Dumas room looked. I think that whole thing, they really played the idea of this movie up really well, and the family and the rich sort of It's like a thing. gothic New England mansion yeah. kind of look. And I think that worked really well. That was yeah. an important part of the movie that I loved. I mean, even the dad's costume. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah. And then it takes really, you know, great turns, and I think there are some moments where they, you know, there's some freak out moments, there are some disgusting moments, there are some gruesome moments, and I think it works on those levels too. I think if you like horror movies, if you like comedy movies, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it's definitely one of the best or better of the genre in recent years, I think. Just because yeah. it does something different with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are the other ones? Uh, you know. Well, I mean, people would say Halloween, most recent Halloween as far as, but your next is the closest thing to this kind of setup with like a I family. Like there are more being that killed missing. off. Oh, with that that scenario, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. It's hard to make these movies sort of like really dynamic in a certain way, and they're always just probably going to be good for the, what they are in a certain aspect. Well, yeah, they're they're feeding a... A really specific genre. Yeah. And a high concept idea. Which people love that, because, I mean, I think it comes through in the writing. Yeah. You know, how well characters are thought out and how much yeah. fun you... How much of a ride you take the audience on is the goal of this kind of movie. And made for $6 million. Yeah. That's a great That's budget. That's an incredible budget yeah. for what they, they got. They already made their money back, and yeah. they're already making money. So that's definitely a nice thing to have Fox out there. Fox Searchlight, man. Yeah, they know what to do. They know what they're doing. So, I wonder if they just picked it up. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But it's definitely a fun time. So check it out. Check out Ready or Not if it's out there near you. If you like horror comedy movies, if you can take that kind of stuff. A lot of blood, a lot of yeah. gore. Violent. Violent funny absurdly violent at yeah. the end oh yeah you got to be willing to laugh at some dark that ending won me over yeah whatever had happened before that i had any issues with was kind of like i mean this was good fun uh, yeah that ending was very sort of uh, <laughs> it was very funny and fun and just I mean, it was kind of like you know to the point of django unchained yeah. blood uh, blood <laughs> explosions you know it's like really a bloody messy fun at the end and then you get a nice classic image of you know of her smoking a cigarette which is great i love that image at the end i mean the the, the line is you know kind of yeah, on the nose, obviously, a little bit. It's fun. The movie was on the nose. It's a way to end the movie, you know, and it has it puts a punctuation mark on it. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. I, th I had fun. And there's not much out there right now else to cling to at the theater. So if you want to be at the theater, this is definitely one to check out. You'll have some fun. There's some stuff to talk about. And uh, yeah, let's move on, though. Let's talk your next. 
another horror black comedy thriller from 2011. Another sort of movie about rich people, about a girl, an outsider coming into a rich family and coming into something unexpected that she has to fucking deal with and get out of. A lot of similarities to Ready or Not, but definitely a different feel, a different vibe, and sort of a little more, I think, horror elements to it than Ready or Not. Um, Because I definitely was a little, I I was scared, you know, at certain points because it has different elements and we'll talk about that. But Adam Wingard, Simon Barrett coming out of the gate here with a million dollar budget and a very small movie, independent film, with a couple of, you know, pretty famous independent directors that even star in the movie, (laughs) Joe Swanberg and Ty West. It's funny that they're in this, um, in this movie, but it stars buds from uh, those horror anthologies they did together. Exactly. Yeah. It stars Sharni Vinson as a an Australian she's playing an Australian woman she's not playing an American she's playing an Australian woman uh, coming into this anniversary dinner with her boyfriend at the time they're not married uh, I guess it's just been a relationship that's been going on for a while I mean it's a fairly new relationship because she yeah. hasn't met his family yet. right and he's a professor she was his student it's that kind of thing there's a little bit of a weird dynamic going yeah. on there Joe Swanberg plays a great asshole brother oh yeah this, he's really funny <laughs> when, he, when he rails on his brother it's, yeah it's great the guy Crispin and our girl Aaron, our hero Aaron, arrive at this house, this sort of secluded mansion. There's also a sort of, to mention, there's a pre-scene in this movie. There's a prologue scene in this movie where a group of masked killers. It's a home invasion movie. Yeah, it is. But they invade this sort of like unsuspecting couple who just had very loveless sex. And so it's a very yeah. sort of, it's a funny kind of. Well, it's like Scream. It's like, oh, these guys are just doing it for the sake of killing people. Yeah, you don't know the reason. It's like the movie twists and opens up and reveals something huge every like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, and that kind of movie where it opens and then it gets into this story about this family and this couple who's going to their anniversary dinner out in their secluded mansion. She's never met their family, and so it's a kind of new experience for her. She's coming into this as a very sort of open person. She wants to be with their family. She wants to meet them, and she's nice. She's very nice, very unsuspecting person, and we don't really know much about her. But then we meet her. We meet the family. We meet the dynamics that happen between the brothers and the sister. And the sister's boyfriend, played by Ty West, is a filmmaker. Yeah. And when Joe Swanberg is questioning Ty West about being a filmmaker, he's like, "Oh, I don't think we know any filmmakers." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And he's meta in yeah, there. It's really very meta. Funny. For sure. Amy Simetz also. I know. I didn't even recognize her. The sister. So, yeah, it's interesting. And then there's this other brother that comes in with, he's like the younger, the youngest brother who is kind of like this dark presence that you kind of get a feel for. He's kind of like the black sheep, um, but you don't really know what's up. I mean, his girlfriend is rude as shit. The girlfriend's rude as shit. mom says hello and yeah. like she's like standoffish. And she's this dark haired kind of like emo chick that... Also brings a weird presence. There's obviously something going on. Yeah, but you don't know. And the boyfriend of this girl, of our hero, seems like a very nice guy. Seems like, uh, even though he does prey on his students, he does seem like a nice <laughs> sort of, you know, dude. He's also unsuspecting. He's like a nice sort of like chubby dude. He does get a little offended when people call him chubby, but yeah, still. He's chubby. <laughs> he is. Yeah. And, you know, he's got to accept himself before he can really be happy in life. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's for another time, another place. But then, Well, the character is flawed. And, yeah. And he should be. Exactly. He has something to hide as well. They all have something to fucking hide except for our hero. Well, no, she does have something to hide too. She Everybody's have, got yeah, something yeah. to hide. She has something to reveal and that's where this movie is different from Ready or Not. She yeah. was uh, raised in a survivalist compound which nobody this family knows yeah and they've just found out they were going to pull off this whole plan that you find out about later i don't know if we should necessarily we're not going to reveal the whole movie but if you're listening to this it's been 2011 like 
I don't get well, it. I feel like, like what are we doing? There, are we there, telling, there's a better are we, way. Are we reviewing no, movies well, or are we well, no, telling them like, to go see it? Well, I would want people to be intrigued by it. And if they saw Ready or Not, be intrigued by this and want to go into it a little bit. Cold, yeah, but our but, critique happens in the interesting stuff that happens in the I, movie. But I feel like there's ways to talk about it without revealing exactly what happens. There's something sinister happening. There's, there's a plot, but we don't necessarily reveal what is happening. Loyalties are betrayed. Yeah, loyalties are betrayed. We don't have to get into the exact stuff that happens because if you didn't see Anyways, it, it might be better. The survivalist compound Ray's girl. It's yeah, it's an interesting element to bring in right now. You know, is the perfect hero to fight off this group of home invasion mass killers. While they're having dinner, um, they're just having a dinner and everybody's kinda like arguing and they're getting to sort of a heated moment and all of a sudden something really unexpected happens and somebody gets an arrow through the head. Tariq, like, the filmmaker, yeah, yeah. boyfriend. And so you're just watching them have a family dinner and having them a little bit, you know, argue. And then you all of a sudden are brought into this killer moment and somebody's dead and they all freak out. And that's when the action starts. That's when our hero puts her skills to use that we didn't know about, that they didn't know about, couldn't have possibly known about, and turns whatever plot's happening on its head which is a very interesting element to bring into this. And I kind of, you know, I think that's the special part of this movie is the twists and turns. You think it has more twists and turns than Ready or Not? More interesting ones, at least, because I think that the reveals are better in this. Because, like, especially by the end, when the boyfriend comes back, that reveal, it's like, whoa, that's another thing, you know? So that's, yeah. it, it keeps revealing itself, even though, ready or not, the whole thing is fun. The blender to the head is also, oh my God, the that's blender. all time. Oh my God. The that's blender to the head the is use. all time. Yeah, some of the kills are great in this movie. And the slow motion use in the movie is yeah. really great. Like, so, when she's running at the door. So even that, I thought it was even a little more interesting than Ready or Not. But it is, it's Even so the Ready much, or Not's glossier. Yeah, the glo- but I liked the gloss for the genre, you know? Yeah, I did too. The gloss plays. But what's a better movie? I See, I watching your next this afternoon, I thought, I think I like Ready or Not better because I like the actors more. Hmm. There's a lot of smugness to these actors in your necks, where it's like <laughs> yeah, they're very self-aware and like it is like this kind of norm core performance yeah. or mumblecore. And also, I like Samara weaving, you know, as the hero a lot more than. Um, I mean, it's a movie star, Sharni you know, Vincent. And, yeah, she and is. It feels the movie like star. a movie yeah. star movie, you yeah. know, and so that's why I think I'm drawn more towards Ready or well, Not. Well, maybe the writing is better in your next. I think you might be right about that, and the, the writing, movie of Ready or Not's the, better. The twist. For how low of a budget? I mean, think more about successful. That. I think Ready or Not looks like a thirty to forty million dollar movie, True. whereas I think uh, Your Next looks like a two three Five. million dollar movie. Yeah, yeah. And so the jump, they got a lot a lot of bang for the buck. They did. <laughs> no, that's true. And there's a lot to like in Ready or Not for what you get. Yeah. So for sure, I, I understand that. I mean, they I both have their that... special things. That song yeah. in Your Next. Oh yeah, that's like, a just that song. You've been looking for uh, the, 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 the magic. <laughs> the magic. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just magic. builds so perfectly. He, he like designed the movie so well with it where it keeps coming back. I love a, a song usage that is part of the atmosphere. Right. That's all you need. You need right. that one song. You don't even need multiple songs. And yeah. that'll just They just catch license that one song. Your head. The rest is score. And the John Carpenter score. It's we a got, good score. You gotta mention the John Carpenter style yeah, score. For sure. I enjoyed that definitely. And Ready or Not, I don't think had that kind of No, it didn't have that type of score. It had a synthier score. Thing. Adam Wingard actually edited the movie too. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's an in house production. Very in house, very small. Yeah, yeah. And that's something to admire as well. I do. But But then he got big. And yeah, talk, and Ready or Not's actually people coming from nowhere, too, I think. I don't really... Let's, let's, let me click on these fucking names. I don't really <laughs> know. Okay, they've you know directed... Oh, he was part of VHS, too. One of the directors of Ready or Not was part of the VHS series. That makes sense. 
Um, let's see the other one. Same thing. They were both part of one of the VHS movies. And so that is a connection there. Ty West. Yeah, and Radio Silence. It was... <laughs> it's, okay, so these are the directors of the VHS movie, the original VHS movie. Adam Wingard, David Bruckner, I don't know who that is necessarily, Glenn McQuaid, Joe Swanberg, and Radio Silence, which is... Those, those two, two guys. guys. It says a radio silence film in front of Ready or Not. And so it's those two guys. It's the VHS connection. I knew this somehow beforehand. That's why I pricked your necks to be talking about this. I'm such yeah. a psychic. Um, <laughs> it is all connected. So that's, as I say. that's the cosmic connection here. Uh, it's funny, but it, it does seem like from the same bloodline. So and that's I think, why. I think this lives up to that bloodline. Yeah. I it think does. it's a worthy entry. I'm sure there are other entries that are just not as good or not good yeah. at all that don't cross over. About this kind of situation. Right. Or or other entries from those directors that we haven't heard of right, from the right. VHS series that made the attempts that aren't as good and this crossed over and this made an impact and so it's definitely nice to see that and good for them because it, it is good and it's the, the glossy look the the high production value it definitely adds a quality that um your next doesn't have star performances from actors we haven't seen for, for sure. a long time yeah so. i mean bringing back adam brody yeah bringing back annie mcdowell and, and we didn't even mention annie mcdowell's performance and she plays a great sort of like um matriarch of this family that comes in and was married into the family as well and kind of you know coaches Samara weaving into the family a little bit more and kind of takes a liking to her, wants her to be like the next her, and she's right. really good at that. And she also has this, you know, killer mentality behind her because she has to she do knows, that. I mean, they know what they have to do. Exactly. <laughs> so she has to have both of those things in her head, and she's not of the family, but she was married in the family, and that's a nice dynamic for the character to have. But there are things to like about both movies. I don't want to put them, in, you know, against each other or anything like that. And so if you liked one, I think you'll like the other. That's the thing, too. Yeah, yeah. So they're genre movies that work in an interesting way that rise above what would typically probably be seen as that genre or something. You could probably get, get shit like that on straight to DVD, you know, shit like that. These are good movies that cross over to the mainstream that can, you know, leave an impact. And they both take the audience on a ride. Yeah, a genre ride. A vi- sure. Of violence and laughter. Yeah, yeah, you laugh in weird ways. I mean, there's funny family dynamic things in both of these movies. And if you like that stuff, you'll definitely get something from it. But yeah. That's our episode of um, families and uh, you know in-laws and horror and comedy. <laughs> Horrific in-law yeah. experiences. Yeah. It's great to see the triumph of these characters over crazy families. Yeah. It's good to see that. I, I would hate if there were some dark endings to both these movies and our characters well, didn't escape. that cop arcing up to the door. Well, that, yeah. I love how an axe to his face is the him. <laughs> like, that's well, you how thought you for know. a moment, yeah, that it would be like, uh, it would be a, a bad ending, and you're like, oh, shit. I mean, but you yeah. see, it's all right. But yeah, that, that ending is a funny ending to have. Very genre, very, very um, kitschy. Yeah. But works for the movie. But next week, guys, next week, there's really, it's bare. Next week is pretty bare. Official Secrets is probably maybe most mainstream movie that's coming out with Kiara Knightley, directed by Gavin Hood. True story movie about some journalists. Don't, don't talk really to me about it. Care. <laughs> but let's go back a little, uh, a couple weeks to something that caught the mainstream in a way that we didn't think it probably would in Good Boys. Let's go back to check out Good Boys. People love it. Yeah. The people have spoken. And it seems like could be fun and yeah. could be something to talk about that would be fun. And, I could use uh, a laugh. Yeah, we could use a laugh in, in this world before we see It Chapter 2 the next week. And so there's a busy end of the year. Very excited for that. You know, the Irishman got fucked. People but a space epic about, is coming yeah. to IMAX. <laughs> yes, exactly. We could be happy about that. There's a lot to look forward to. Did you see the trailer for Lucy in the Sky? I didn't watch it yet, no. But we got that. We got The King. We just watched the trailer for that. That looks cool. There's a the lot. The Lighthouse. 
Oh uh, yeah. I mean, every time the trailer for the lighthouse comes on, Sean closes his eyes. I He's don't. heard the entire yeah. trailer three times, but has seen not one frame. I don't of want this to. Movie. No, I want to hide my eyes from all the imagery because I know it's going to be amazing and I want to shield myself from having any sort of preconceived notions even though I have the trailer sort of like mapped out in my mind the way that I see it and I want it to be completely different. So It will be. Or I want it to be somewhat the same, but we'll see. Either way, yeah, very excited for a lot of things. It's going to be a good fall. We're almost uncut there. gems. Yeah. Man, un- Just on, on Christmas Day. Gems. On Christmas Day. Exactly. So much to look forward to. But, you know, until all this happens, just keep up with us. We're on Instagram. Check us out at Cellular Heroes Pod. I'm at Sean Shap Zero. I'm at Stephen I Fine. Email us at Cellular Heroes Pod at gmail.com. Talk to us. We'll chat with you, whatever you want, whatever you need. Um, send us an email, ask us questions. We'll answer it on the podcast if you want. Yeah, all that. Uh, check out Love Shot, stream it. Our movie, Steven's movie, it's on Netflix. Check it out. Stream it, review it. Give us a review on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That always helps. Rate and review the podcast. That helps too. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. That helps a lot. But until next week, you guys know what to do. You keep watching movies because that's what we're doing here.